Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Grab your Bibles and I'm going to preach for a few minutes. The Lord is moving here right now. I feel him so strong, I can't hardly sing it without crying. Because it's been my story. He has never forsaken me. Sister Hodge, Sister Hodge, Sister Betty Hodge, you're in his hand. You're right in his hand. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. I I feel the Lord here even now. Matthew chapter 14. I didn't know what they're going to sing, but the Lord a little bit ago spoke to me to preach something to you that I'm going to preach right now. Matthew 14 verse 22. So glad to have everybody here today. To all of our veterans, we honor you. It's one of my favorite services of the year. So thankful. I can do what I do because of you. I can preach the word and we can go to church and worship with freedom because of that. Amen. And uh, my wife's, her, her uncles, and all of them served in the military. And uh, she's so thankful for her heritage. Her, her own grandfather. Her dad's dad, Charlie Tackett, uh, he chose to go during the war, World War II. He, a matter of fact, he, uh, he didn't have to, but he did. What he didn't know when he left, his wife was pregnant. When he came home, there was a newborn baby, I think. A little Gene was born, I think. Uh, it was two years old. I came back two years old, and he was wounded in the military. He had a Purple Heart. We, we have what we have because people sacrifice their lives. For that, I'm, I'm grateful. But I, I've, got a, I've got a word for you today. And I'm not going to preach real long. But I'm going to let the Lord do what He's already started in you. Amen. Matthew 14, 22. And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship. And to go before Him unto the other side while He sent the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart, separated from them to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was constrained. John records the same story and tells how far they are away. They're actually, if you would study, in the middle of the sea. In the middle of the sea. They are not visible from anywhere. Nobody can save them from this situation. It says, it says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And uh, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Look at your neighbor and say, my God can walk on water. Amen. Praise God. He's a big God. I'm going to tell you right now, he's bigger than your situation. I said he's bigger than what you're going through. I'm going to say it again. He's bigger than what you're going through. 
That's right. I want you to elbow your neighbor and say, he's bigger than this. Woo! I feel something stirring down on the inside. Somebody shout, he's bigger than this. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, oh, be of good cheer. It's I. Be not afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. I know it's bad right now, but it's going to be all right. He said, and Peter answered him, said, Lord, if thou be, if it be thou, if it's you, bid me to come out to thee on the water. Let me say, he was saying, if it's you, let me get out of this situation. Let me come to where you are because you're perfect. I, I, I can't have you to come here, but let me go where you are. He said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. It's amazing because he walked on the water too. Now, how many ever pictured the picture of the calm sea and Jesus walking on that? It wasn't. People that drew that picture had never been in the ocean in a storm. There were waves. Waves, probably four or five foot tall in that sea. They, they would have been. I, I've been out. I've been in Lake Erie fishing. And the waves come. It's, it's, it's tempestuous. It's dangerous. Jesus was walking from wave to wave. Not a calm. And he's not troubled. And he's walking on wave to wave. Jesus probably looked like this when he's out there. And when he was, he said, be a good cheer. It's all right. You feel like you're going to lose your mind. He said, it's all right. Simon Peter starts making his way. And what happens? What happens? He gets his eyes. And when he saw the wind boisterous, Simon Peter, he was afraid. Began to sink and cried saying, Lord, save me. I wish somebody would shout, God, save me. And immediately, oh, I love the timing of Jesus. Immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. I'd like to preach for the next few minutes. You need Jesus. You need Jesus in your boat. You need Jesus in your boat. Look at your neighbor and say, you need Jesus in your boat. Oh, clap your hands and give him a high praise. The Bible says clap your hands to all you people. Shout with a voice of triumph. Come on, do that right now. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. They had come out of a great miracle. They had just come out of loaves and fishes. It speaks in Matthew 14. It says that he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multiplied. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they had eaten, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside the women and children. One study said there was 19,000 people that Jesus fed with his disciples. They were breaking bread and handing it to them. There was still bread. Jesus kept breaking it and giving it. It was multiplied in the hands of Jesus and the hands of the disciples. 5,000 men alone they fed with the boys' lunchbox. Two loaves, five, uh, uh, five loaves and two fishes. Fed an entire multitude. Possibly nearly 20,000 people ate from one boy's lunchbox called, ain't nobody like Jesus. 
He can multiply the time. He can multiply the things in your life to give you exactly what you need. And maybe you're here today and you're like those people that were looking and searching and have some empty spots in your life. I want you to know everything you've ever looked for is in Him. He is the bread of life. I'll go ahead and tell you, He is the living water. How many believe that today? You'll find not only was He the Lamb, but He was also the priest. You'll find that He is all in all, everything you need. He's the breath that you breathe. When Paul walked up to the altar to the unknown God, he said, let me tell you who you're looking for. In Him we live, we breathe, and we have our being. You won't find it in anything else. Everything that's missing in your life, you can find it all in Jesus has absolutely everything you're looking for. You can find joy in Him. You can find peace in Him. You can find strength in Him. The Bible says He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He's the lifter of my head. He's my redeemer. He's my forgiver. He's, he's my strengthener. He's absolutely everything. Amen. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Is there anybody in the building today that can say, everything I've ever needed I found in Jesus? The Bible tells us in Colossians 2.9, In Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, and we are complete in Him. There's a song that says you can search the whole world over, but you won't find anybody like Him. The woman I talked about in the teaching this morning when the Scripture says she spent all that she had on many physicians, but only grew worse. You might be here today and have spent everything you had trying to fix your situation, but it's only getting worse. But she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And when she did, the Bible says she felt within herself that she was made whole. A 12-year sickness when less than 12 seconds was completely fixed because what you need is in Jesus. I've got news for you today. He didn't go up Calvary's hill, let him drop nails in his hands, nail through his feet, crown of thorns on his head, plucked his beard, spit in his face, pierced his side, and he died at Calvary. How many know he did that? But he died at Calvary so you could get out of the situation that you're in. You might have been in a pit. You might have made a lot of mistakes. But it's by his blood you can have a second chance. They buried him in the tomb. But he didn't stay there. On the third day, we call it Easter Sunday, he got up and he's alive in this building right now. The spirit of Christ is here. He's got what you're looking for. Somebody say amen. amen. I want everybody to shout with me. Jesus is, alive. Jesus is alive. He's not in a manger. He's not on a cross. And he's not in a tomb. He's right here right now. The spirit of Christ is in this room. The Holy Spirit. Can you shout amen? amen. When you begin to look at the text that I've read to you, you'll find that he performed these great miracles. He satisfied everybody around him. Everybody that was around him, they were hungry. They were in need. They were looking for something. And when Jesus took what he had, took what somebody gave him, so you got to be willing to give him what you have. You have to be, giving, be willing to give him what's in your life. You might only have something in your life that's broken. But it's amazing he can take the broken things in your life and hand it back to you fixed and it'll make you whole. One man had a withered hand and he's, Jesus said, if you'll just stretch it out, we always try to hide our handicaps because we want to be tough and cool and got it all together. We don't want anybody to think we don't have anything together. Listen, you're in the house of transparency right now. We all needed Jesus to fix some things in our life. He said, if you'll just 
stretch your hand out, it'll be made as whole as the other. And when he stretched his hand out and showed Jesus his handicap, in the moment of giving it to him, his hand was made whole. You might have come into this building with a crippled situation in your life, but I'm telling you, I know the one that can fix every crippled thing, every broken thing, every messed up thing. He's able. Come on. He's able. He can fix it before you get out of here. He can fix it before you leave this room. Somebody shout, he can do it. Here he is. He takes his disciples. You may be seated. He fed all of them. Everybody that was near him left sufficient, left satisfied. God will do no less in 2022 on this November day. He will do no less now than what he did then. If you came in hungry, he's going to satisfy you. I walked in this building today hungry for the things of God. There's a miracle coming your way. There's a healing coming your way. And he's about to do what nobody else can do. What the doctor couldn't do. What the counselor couldn't fix. What your wife couldn't fix. Come on. Come on. What your mom and daddy couldn't take care of. At the mention of his name, he can fix it. He can fix it. I said he can fix it. He can turn it around. Woo. Somebody shout, he's in the building. I'm glad he's in the building, but you need him in your boat. He looked at them and he said, I want you to straightway get in the boat, go the other side. I'm going to be there. I want you to go ahead of me. There are some times in life that we get on our boat and it appears that we are going without the Lord. When we're going without the Lord, there's no doubt storms begin to come against us. Storms of life. We've heard it over the years, man, there was a moment, there was a storm that God brought me through. How many ever said that? There was a storm. There was a moment. They didn't know what I was preaching. But they sang about it today. But the storms rage high. They talked about through the storm. And here it is, a storm of life. It can be a storm of family. It can be a storm in your, in your emotions. A storm in your spirit. Storms in life. A dark time in your world. Confused and chaos. I want you to know that when he sent his disciples, he knew where they were going and he knew what would come against them. And, and they get into the boat and as they're going, the Bible says there was a... This one verse says a tempestuous sea that rose against them. It was winds contrary to the direction they're going. It was opposing them. How many ever felt like you were trying to step forward and you got knocked backwards? One step forward, three steps back. How many ever been there? You tried, but it seemed like you just had something pushing against you. I want to stop here today and tell you that Jesus sees where you're at. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He sees exactly where you are. And I want you to hear me today. He's not intimidated by your storm. There is a prince and power of the air that will bring things your way, that will try to cause destruction in your life, doing things you shouldn't do, going a place you shouldn't go, making mistakes you shouldn't make, now dealing with storms that really shouldn't belong to you. And you're worried, am I good enough? He knows what your storm is. He knows exactly where you are. God's not trying to find you. He pinpoint accuracy. He knows you. Matter, matter of fact, every hair on your head is numbered. Not counted, but numbered. He knows the details of your life. And he shows up in the midst of the storm. When he gets there, and the Bible says, at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. I realize you've come to church today, but you're not coming to him. He's coming to you.
You're wondering if you're good enough. You're good enough. You're wondering if he's going to help you. He's going to help you. You're wondering if you pray, he's going to answer. You're going to pray and he is going to answer. Come on. He's not a God of favorites. He's a God of faith. And when you believe and ask him, he's going to do what nobody else can do because there's power in knowing who he is. Woo! I come to preach to you, it looked like the ship was going to sink. It looked like everything was going to fail. It's tossing the ship to and fro. Water's getting on the boat. It looks like it's doomsday. It's over. We're done. But I got news for you. What they didn't recognize is just through the dim darkness of the middle of the night of the sea, the answer was on the way. The miracle was headed their way. He's not just walking on the sea. He's walking on their see. He's not just walking on the water. He's walking toward them. He's making his way toward them because he's about to change what's about to destroy them and give them a brand new day. Somebody shout amen. He walks to them. He comes to them. When they see him, when they see him, they thought it was some spirit, but Jesus spoke to them. He said what to them? He said, be of good cheer. I just want you to look at somebody near you and said, you're probably not going to speak like this on a normal day, but be of good cheer. Look at your neighbor and say, happy, 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 happy. You can't go to the bar and get what I'm talking about. Come on, you can't get a raise and get what I'm talking about. You can't find an individual and get what I'm talking about. I'm talking about only something he can give you. And the Bible says it's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. The Bible says that when they were filled with the Spirit of Christ, the Bible talks about the Spirit of Christ, when they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when it says that, people thought they were drunk on new wine. What's wrong with these people? Look at them. What's going on with these people? Look at everybody clapping their hands and shouting. Raising their hands and shouting hallelujah. Everybody's smiling. Everybody, look, look, what's going on with these people? It's new wine. What's going on? They, it looks like they're filled with new wine. Simon Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. He said, they're not drunken as you suppose. That means they're not drinking grandpa's cider. Come on, they don't have something down at, the, down at the corner they're drinking from or putting in their body to make them, oh, no, 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 no. That stuff's only momentary, but it's never satisfying. When you are filled with him, when Jesus gets on the inside, you become complete in him. The Bible said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utter. They start speaking life. I come to tell you, you might have feel like death, but God's about to make you alive. He's about to bring light to your situation. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there is joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit of God that gets in there. What you're looking for is Jesus. What you're looking for is Jesus. You've tried a lot of things, but you've been looking for Jesus. Those things didn't work out, but guess what? Jesus hadn't denied you. He's standing right here, and he's saying, I'm, I'm the one you're looking for, and I've got everything you need. Woo. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Simon Peter hears the words of the Lord. He knows it's, he knows it's him. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if, it, if it's you, that's the voice I hear. He said, he said, bid me to come unto thee on the water. My brother and I were talking one day, and I, I'm like, hey, that was me in the middle of the storm. I, I like to fish, you know, so. 
There was a storm like that, Brother Southall. You and I were fishing on the boat one time before it rained. Remember that in Florida? We need, a, we need a rain check and do it again, but not like it was that day. I think if the Lord standing out there, I'd be like, hey, Lord, if that's you, let David come out there. <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> let him walk out there. It's not, though, really what Peter was saying. Peter was saying, I know I'll be all right if I get to you, but I'm not so sure if you want to come to me. Because typically storms in our life, we feel like we deserve them, and God doesn't deserve to be in where I'm at. If I can get to the Lord, then I know it's going to be all right. But I'm not so sure God wants to come to where I'm at because I'm messy. I've got issues. I've got things in my life. I want you to hear something right now. It's a sweet thing that you're seeking the Lord, but he was seeking you before you ever seeking him. The Bible says you didn't choose him. He chose you. You didn't find the Lord. He found you. You didn't go to where he was. He came to where you are. I've had friends that repented in a bar room. Because when they got in there, two backsliders sitting in a bar room, didn't even know each other, started talking. They realized they both walked away from the Lord, had storms in their life. And while they were sitting there, they said, we need God. I think God's too good to go. No, he's not. He's not too good to get down on your level, get in your mess and fix you. Simon Peter said, Lord, let me just come to where you are. He said, well, come on. He steps off the boat. He starts walking on the water, and he gets his eyes off the Lord because that's what we do. He's doing things he's never done. He's doing great things, and he looks around, and he starts getting his eyes on the, on the storm. He gets his eyes off of Christ, and that's sometimes people's problems. They get their eyes off Christ and get their eye on the mess. When it does, he starts sinking. And in the middle of his sinking, in the middle of his unbelief, in the middle of his mess, in the middle of his demise, he looks up and says, Lord, save me. The Lord said, no, you should never got off that boat. The Lord said, no, you should never got you off me. I'm going to let you, some bubbles come up before I reach you. So I got one preacher told me, he said, a guy that was getting baptized, he told me, he, he told me, he said, preacher, I did a lot of bad things. He said, when you baptize me, I want you to hold me down there for a little while. <laughs> he said, only him and the guy getting baptized. He said, only him and the guy getting baptized, all the ones knew about it. He said, I had my wife to come and hit the man's wife to come, but they hadn't told them what he had said. He said, I held him down there on the water for a little bit. <laughs> he had told him, I'll nudge when I want you to bring me up, you know. Finally, come up and later said he got in the wife with his, got in the car with his wife. She said, "What in the world were you thinking, holding that guy under there? You don't have to go under the water longer. He's not going to wait till you get way under there." As soon as he said, "Lord, save me," the Bible says immediately he saved him. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to wait till you're good enough. He'll save you right where you are. Let me change my circle of friends. Let me get my record clear. Let me, let, me, let me get a good job. Oh, don't you wait on that. You'll wait too long. He wants to save you right where you are right now. Come on, I feel that in this building. Would you jump to your feet and shout, He can save me now. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus wants to save you now. He doesn't want to wait five minutes. He doesn't want to wait till next week. He wants to save you right now, right where you are. If you just say, Lord, save me, I'm telling you, he'll do it right now. Some of you in this building, that's what you need. You don't need to wait till next week. You need to say, Lord, save me. Come on, I wish somebody would shout that. Lord, save me. You got to verbalize. Don't think it, speak it. Lord, save me. It's that easy. And he picked him up.
and carried him through things he could never get through. That is salvation. Oh, don't sit on me. Unless you want me to preach longer. <laughs> Amazing how many people are staying and jumping on their feet right now. <laughs> Told you I'm not preaching long. And immediately Jesus, somebody shout immediately. immediately. 37 years of sin. Less than one second. Immediately. You can't calculate how long immediately. It's less than calculatable. Immediately. Everything changed. He comes in, carries him, steps upon the ship, and the Bible says, are you ready? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. As soon as Jesus got in the situation, the storm dies. Because he's the prince of peace. Years of trouble. Immediate. Results. That's what I feel. He's walking on your situation. He's not intimidated. But you've got to have faith enough to believe that he can save you now. You're in this room. You have a situation in your life. I don't care how long you've been in church, how new, I don't care. You have a storm in your life that you need God to fix now. I want you to raise your hand. Come on. I want every single one of you to come up here. Step of faith. What you're saying is, he's going to get in my boat. Come on, that's it. There's people all over. Hallelujah. Lift your hands like he did in the, out of the water. Come on, lift your hands. Say, Lord, I need to save now. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. God's doing it right now. Altar ministers, come and help me. The Lord's doing it right now. Oh, God. Right now, heart is changing. The situation is changing. If you'll let him in your boat, he's going to calm everything that's against you. Somebody say amen. Here's what we're going to do together. Come on, keep coming. There's people coming from all over the building. I would not wait today. If there's any situation, I'm telling you, God, it's going to fix it. Pastor, I, 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 I've got a storm, Pastor. I understand. We've all had storms that need saved from, but nobody could fix it. But whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Somebody got baptized last week. Storm of life of addiction. Haven't touched a drop since. Immediately. Immediately. Family, mental. Spirit, whatever it is, I don't care how long the storm's been there. Raise your hand if you got a storm. Keep your hand raised. I want you to, I want you to tell the Lord something. I want you to say, God, I'm sorry for not doing right. Would you do it, Lord? I'm sorry for the sins I've committed, the things I've done wrong. I don't want, I don't want to do wrong any Lord, any any longer. I need you to help me. And I know if you'll get in my life. You'll change my direction. Come on, talk to him. Just, you know, just be real. You don't have to pray fancy. Just pray. God, I need help right now. And I'm sorry for everything I've ever done that's not right. I'm asking you to forgive me and save me from my situation. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's doing something right now. Ministers, help me pray. Be led of the Lord. God, I need fixed in here. Some of you got such turmoil in your heart. A storm in your mind. But the Lord's going to set you at peace and at ease like you haven't been maybe your whole life. He's about to fix something. In Jesus' name. Come on, tell the Lord I'm ready for a change in my life. Everybody in all of the building, I want you praying with Pastor God. I'm ready for a change in my life. Hallelujah. Come on. I need a change. I need a healing. He's going to touch you right where you are. He's going to fix it right where you are. Go ahead and say, Lord, I'm asking you to save me now. I'm asking you to fix it right now. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.